you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Savin. Well, thank you for joining me today, and welcome to the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. I am your host, Barbara Savin, and I am here to help you reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. I am a certified clinical and medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. You know, I have been helping my clients for over 35 years, and the older I get, hmm, the more wisdom seems to come through. So isn't it time that you believe in yourself? You know, your mind is going to provide you with your greatest challenges in life because it's so very, very powerful. So let's use it for positive thinking, creating harmony, balance, peace, love, happiness, and anything else that your heart desires. Because one day, the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. And speaking about shining, um, let me bring on my guest right now. Let me, I think you may already be on. Yes, you are. <laughs> How are you, uh, Andrew? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, my pleasure. I'm going to tell my listeners a little bit about you. Andrew Elliman is a podcasting expert and founder of pod, podcastguest.com. The service is used by over 30,000 people to both find guests for podcasts and for experts to get booked on podcasts. And that's where I found you. I have been using your uh, website, I'd say for almost a year now. That's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's um and that's why I did, when I looked at you, I said, hmm, maybe I should have the owner come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you, your, your guests and the way the uh, site is, is very well done. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I, I created it because I had a need to find guests for my own show mm -hmm. and I couldn't find kind of an easy solution out there. And so I figured I couldn't be the only one having that issue. And it turns out I was certainly right. There, there are lots of uh, podcasters out there that have a guest format similar to yours uh, that we're looking for, for great guests to come on their show. Yeah, and it's very easy to navigate, which I love, because some of the other ones out there are a little challenging at times. Right, right. Yeah. It's, simplicity is, I think, very important. Um, you know, we all have so much going on and, and just making it easy to invite guests to come on your show or to get booked on shows is, uh, is definitely uh, very important to us. So now what did, I'm curious, what did you do before creating this? Well, so as I mentioned, I, I had my own podcast and it's related to a, a media company. I have a trade publication. And so I, I've been doing that and still do that. And this has kind of been something where I, I saw a big need in the space and created this service thinking other people would have a need for it, which was right. And then it just kind of ballooned into something a lot bigger than I ever expected. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned at the top, over 30,000 people now use it. Uh, we're facilitating hundreds of guest appearances every week. Oh, I know. And uh, 
and I've, I've mentioned it to quite many of my uh, friends that are starting a podcast. I said, don't go crazy out there. Just go to one place <laughs> and, and you are the one place. Good, good. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's, it served you and, and some of your colleagues so well. Let me ask you, because, uh, you know, I know you're a guest on my podcast and eventually I'm gonna, I will put myself on your site so I can be a guest. Why do you think, what are the benefits of being a guest on someone's program? Well, being a guest on podcasts is great for growing your audience and, and spreading your message. Uh, I, I can give you an example. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to a podcast and uh, the guest on the show was very, uh, very entertaining and added a lot of value. And during the show, he mentioned his own podcast. And so I went and subscribed to his podcast. And now I've been listening to that podcast. And one of the one of the guests on his show was an author of a book. Actually, I've got the book right here because I ordered the book after listening to it. And I was like, hey, that sounds interesting. I should learn more about that. Mm-hmm. And so I bought his book. So that author now got another sale of his book and grew his audience um, by being a guest on that show. Um, and so that, uh, that was, you know, it kind of shows the power of podcasting and that mm-hmm. being a guest on shows introduces you to new audiences. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I've been on a few radio shows Actually, one of the radio shows, KPFK, uh, the um, interviewer, Christine Blasdale, teaches uh, how, how to uh, podcast. Oh, excellent. It, it's because of her that she taught me how to finally create my own podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, she's someone I'd love to introduce you to uh, because I, I feel both of you together would do very well. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's so many people that provide services in the podcasting space. And I have a lot of people that come to me and say, hey, I want to start a podcast. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, that, that's really not my thing, right? You know, I can point you to the right resources, but my thing is helping you find guests for that show. And then growing your own audience by being a guest on shows, which is the number one way to, to grow your audience. You know, when you think about um, everyone who listens to a podcast is a podcast n- listener by definition. So if you're trying to reach those people and get them to listen to your show, the best thing you can do is, is go on those other podcasts. Oh, yeah. Now, is there like my podcast is usually about an hour. What, what do you suggest like the average podcast should be? You know, I, I don't think there's a tried and true formula there. Everyone, everyone has a different number that works for their audience. I do about a half hour per show. My wife does closer to an hour per show. I think the key is consistency. Um, Your listeners come to expect something. And sometimes I'll I'll deliver a show that's a little bit shorter and people say, hey, you know, I brought this along with me for my run and I only made it two thirds through my run because it wasn't as long as usual. So I think consistency in your length and you'll get feedback from users and you can also kind of track how long people are listening to your show. So I started out closer to an hour. Okay. Um, and then I dialed it back to about 30 minutes, but now that's, you know, give or take what I have every, every episode. So it, I think it, the, the listeners understand what they're getting into when they start the podcast. And I think that consistency is very important. Yeah, I, f- I feel the same. That's what right now mine is an hour, sometimes maybe a few minutes over, depending on the guest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Speaking about guests, um, what are some actually mistakes that podcasters make when actually selecting a guest. Right. Yeah. So I I think um, selecting guests can be challenging because 
a lot of times you're just reading about them. You're reading what they have to say. So ideally, you can go listen to maybe a previous guest appearance they have or some form of audio. Uh, for example, if they were on a radio show or there's a video of them on YouTube, just to kind of get an understanding of, of their cadence and how they present themselves um, to make sure it'll come across in line with your show. I, I hesitate to say professionally because some, some shows aren't professional, right? They're entertainment, right? They're looking for mm -hmm. people that are funny or something along those lines. So just make sure they're a fit for you. It's great if you can go listen. Um, I recently added a feature to podcastguest.com where the guests can upload an, an audio snippet introduction, which I think can really help you just kind of get a flavor for the person in a minute or two. Um, I'd also encourage podcasters to prepare their guests for the show by explaining them to them what to expect, right? From a technical perspective and from uh, the, the general flow. So from a technical perspective, you know, is it audio only or is it video and audio? More and more podcasts are also recorded as video. Um, what your expectations are for sound. I'm sure you've had some guests where they, they don't have a great sound setup, And, you know, a, a guest doesn't have to have hundreds of dollars worth of equipment, but they need to have something a little bit better than an internal microphone in, in order to sound good. Mm -hmm. um, so th those are some of the things. I like to prepare my guests for any question I might ask that they, they might need to research, right? So if I'm asking for some data, it, it doesn't help anyone if I put them on the spot for a question like that, right? If they don't have the answer to it because mm -hmm. the audience doesn't get to hear it. So I oftentimes will put together a very simple outline uh, for my guests that say, basically, here's the general flow and what to expect. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. I have not done that. <laughs> what I do usually is I, I have, um, we, we do a, a quick Zoom chat like a week before. Right. So that we get to know one, each other. And, and I, I want them to feel comfortable with me and, and, you know, me also with them. But I also uh, want to see whether or not they can really hold a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great idea. And I think um, <clears throat> a lot of podcasters don't take that extra step, that extra call beforehand. It really has to do with your comfort level, I guess, with, with the guest in some ways. And if you feel like that'll be necessary, especially if they haven't been on a lot of podcasts before, I mean, you can tell if they can hold a conversation by going and listening to other podcasts, right? But if they're fairly new to it, um, that's difficult, difficult to do. Yeah, uh, I, I've had a one, just just one gal that I actually, and I'm so happy I did a little research on her subject because it, it was, I needed to be more aggressive, you know, with mm. her and, and, and do a lot of the talking. Mm, interesting. Uh, yeah. 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 And some of that, you know, as an interviewer, right, I'm sure you've, you've, you've done quite a few episodes now, you start mm -hmm. to know how to ask questions better, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think... Um, you know, if you have those closed questions that someone can just say yes or no, um, and then you get that type of person who's just going to say yes or no, it can be a recipe for disaster. But sometimes you don't think they're going to say yes or no. no. <laughs> and now you're, hmm, let me think now, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, you know the, the great thing about podcasts, though, is that they aren't live. And so, yes. you know, you have that opportunity to edit it. And then if it's a horrible show, you also have the option as a podcaster not to air it. Mm -hmm. um, that can be a little bit um, uh, uncomfortable letting someone know, right, that you're not going to air it. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it happens. And so it's not, it's not like live radio or television where it, 
it's it's on right <laughs> so, so it's a little bit from from a, a media perspective it's it's less risky if you will yeah that's why i and actually even for myself i like um it being pre-recorded right you know i've been on live rate you know radio you know or internet radio and it, it uh, actually gives you a different feel. I know my heart pounds like crazy knowing that it's live, <laughs> but you do the best you can, you know. Yeah, and- well, well, that's that, that's what I tell people that are are nervous about being on podcasts. You know, I mean, I think we all get those butterflies in our stomach when we go up on stage, right? Um, and then certainly television, you've got the video, it's live, it's basically you're on stage being beamed out to all these people. Uh, radio a little bit more comfortable because there's no visual to it right it's just your voice but then podcasting is kind of should be the most comfortable for people because it's not live and so I, I also tell people that are interested in getting on live radio or television or being a public speaker that <clears throat> excuse me being a guest on podcast is a fantastic stepping stone that will get you really comfortable with it mm-hmm. and, and then you can go into the higher stakes media after doing podcasts for a while so let me let me ask you a crazy question here um do you think starting a podcast is a good idea for most people or Um, for most people so so here's how i look at it i i can i encourage people that want to start a podcast to be a guest on shows first and see if they like that Mm -hmm. and then think about the work that you have to put into that and maybe double it or triple it and that's what being a host is like So I would encourage people that want to have their own podcast to be a guest on some shows first to get a feel for uh, a feel for it. Right. And if they say, wow, this is just too much work being a guest on shows or I don't enjoy being a guest, then you're not going to enjoy being a host. Uh, As you know, when we're done here today, you've got to edit it then you have to publish it, get it set out to Mm -hmm. your host and, and everything like that. And it's a process you can get down and you can outsource it. I think if you really want to have a podcast and you have the budget, you can get a, a media team to do it for you, a production team. I outsource my editing to someone and it, it saves me a lot of time. Um, so the, the options are there, but I'd also think about what your goal is in starting that podcast. So too often I have people come to me and say, I started a podcast because I want to be the next Joe Rogan and sell a bunch of ads on my show. The odds of that happening are are slim to none. And I think some better reasons to start a podcast are because you really want to educate an audience. Maybe you have an audience already and you want to give them uh, more expertise, bring in guests that have different viewpoints and such. Uh, Maybe you want to interview people or talk to people that otherwise wouldn't give you the time of day, right? So if you call someone up and say, hey, I'd really like to learn from you for a half hour, um, they're probably going to blow you off. But if you say, hey, I'd love for you to come talk to my podcast audience for a half hour or hour, what, whatever your setup is, then they're interested, right? You're doing something for them. So it's a great way to make those, those connections and have those in-depth conversations that you wouldn't necessarily be able to have if you didn't have your own podcast. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. It's amazing how people will say yes to you because you have a podcast, whereas they did not say yes, because you didn't. Well, and, and, and what you're doing is you're bringing an audience to them, right? It, 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 it makes sense. People want to grow their own personal brand or company brand, or, or they want to educate, 
right? Mm -hmm. And so doing that one-to-one isn't very exciting. If you can do it one-to-one where then 100 or 200 or uh, thousands of people listen, then all of a sudden it's very exciting. Yeah, I, I know for myself, my whole purpose with this is just to educate. Right, right. You know, at this stage of my life, that's all I want to do. <laughs> I've been doing, my grandma was a healer, so I've been doing this my whole life. So, um, but, you know, I mean, I still have my office and still do sessions, but the whole purpose of this is just to educate and, and to make connections. And right. I think it's, it's so important to do that. Yeah, I think those are great goals to have. And then, uh, and I think you, you set yourself up for success that way, as opposed to saying, I need to get a million downloads and I need all these big advertisers. Yeah, I'm not even, whoever is there to listen will, will listen. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, um, let me ask you, some podcasts, is, what mistakes do you feel some of them make when they first start out doing this? Uh, so I think I, I know one mistake I made when I started podcasting was that I I overthought everything. I tried to make it perfect when I launched. And really, when you launch, you don't even know what your audience wants yet. So it's hard to make it perfect, right? So I always encourage people to get it out there. Um, get it out on uh, on your podcast host, out with Apple uh, Podcasts and those sorts of things. And then you can fine tune it from there. So you don't need to spend hundreds of dollars on an audio setup before you start, including, you know, baffling around your room and and that sort of thing. You don't need to spend money for a fancy intro and outro to your podcast, which is something I did. And I, I ended up throwing it away and, and not using it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, really what, what you need are the basics, right? So you need a basic, good dynamic microphone mm-hmm. is what I recommend. You can get a good one for under a hundred dollars. Um, and those microphones will just make you sound so much better than, than a laptop mic. Um, and then I always encourage people to spend a little bit of money hiring someone to do good cover art for their podcast, Mm -hmm. because if you listen to podcasts, you know, that you don't really get to see a lot of information before you click on it to learn more about it or subscribe. And most of the time you're on a phone. So there's a very small icon there that represents that show. And so if that doesn't look professional, I think you're really shooting yourself in the foot and, and you wouldn't spend hundreds of hours writing a book or thousands of hours writing a book and then slapping a bad cover on it. And, and really you're making a big commitment when you do a podcast. So it makes sense to spend a little bit of money if you're not a designer and hire a good designer to, to build that. Yeah, that's what I actually, um, um, gal that taught me this, um, said just buy you know um, like a, a blue yeti or a shore microphone and you know and have somebody create a nice intro which i wrote it and then i had someone say it for me and i put real nice music at the beginning and so it works beautifully and um i kept it simple yeah yeah and you absolutely again i mean it's fine to go ahead and pay someone to do an intro they can sound great i, I guess what i'm trying to say is it's not entirely necessary to get out there and you know i I think an awful, in my case, I delayed launching my, my show by a month or two because I was trying to get everything just perfect beforehand. And, and that to me is something, if I could go back in time, I would change. So I try to pay that for it when I talk to people and say, hey, get it out there, get this decent microphone, 
Um, the Yeti, the Yetis can sometimes be a condenser microphone rather than a dynamic. And for podcasting, I encourage mm -hmm. people to get a mm -hmm. dynamic. It picks up less of the sound around you, right? Yeah, so Yetis are great, you know, if you had a full band here. Um, but I, I think for the most part, most of them are, are condensers. But again, even, even that, even, you know, a 50, like a $40 Yeti um, or a snowball is better than your your microphone and, and your laptop your so laptop. yeah yeah that's what you know eventually you learn these things and, yeah and, and, and i had a yeti for a while i should explain uh -huh. and so <laughs> you know i mean and again it was fine yeah uh -huh. um, just then i'm like wait a minute why is it picking up my hvac everything on and that sort of thing yeah. well i finally decided to get a shore so <laughs> oh the, yeah great yeah. great brand great brand yeah brand. and i did after about doing this for about three four months mm-hmm and then I said, hmm, maybe I need to change a little bit. Right. Well, and, and, and that's exactly it. You, you upgrade over time, right? You know, I, I've upgraded all the elements of my podcast over time. And so, you know, I, I guess the perfection is the enemy of progress. So if you're interested in getting a, a podcast out there, I'd say get it out there and then you can upgrade each element of it over time. Yeah, there, there's, very, there's very little about a podcast that you can't upgrade. And, and that's one of the nice things about it. You can even upgrade your, your cover art over time and it's very simple to do. Um, so, you know, it, that, that's why I just say, hey, get it out there, start collecting feedback. I see there are an awful lot of people who start a podcast and then they pivot to a different topic, right? And so, and, and they don't know that till they get it out there and they start getting right. feedback. Yeah, that, that I, I, you know, mine is pretty general for the most part but it's also spiritual mm -hmm. and filled with wellness and fitness and everything else because you know my audience that's what they're looking for so I, I think it's important that we know who our audience is for the most part that's that's true that's mm -hmm. true and and before you have an audience that's really tricky right you're kind of defining yes. who this audience <laughs> is um, well in my case i have quite many uh, clientele, so. So you already uh, had an audience, I which, had an audience, which is typical, you know, and, and that's a great way to start it. But a, a lot of people are trying to build an audience for a podcast, uh, which isn't, that's not easy, right? Discoverability of podcasts is not um, like discoverability of blog posts or written words that Google slurps up and, you know, tells people, hey, this is what you're looking for. Um, so it can be difficult to build that podcast audience. How, how do you feel they, they can? do something like that if they're just starting and they don't have an audience right so it's um i think you need to prepare for it to be a slow a slow game and a lot of that is getting the guests on your show that'll help promote the show afterward so you know getting a good guest on your show is great for the quality information um, but it's also great for getting people that promote your show to their audience so um if a guest is willing to post a link to it on social media or put it on Facebook or in their email newsletter or anything like that, that can be really helpful to you to grow your audience. And I found that sometimes the, uh, let's say, less famous guests are more willing to do that sort of promotion afterwards. So a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to get this big name on my show. It's going to be a big hit. And the guest is great, they're entertaining or informational, but then they don't do much to promote the show because they're moving on to the next podcast. Um, so I, as a podcaster, I would encourage you to try to work with guests that, that will help, help you promote the show. And so I think to grow your own audience, again, having great guests on your show and then being a guest on other shows, getting back to that story I mentioned earlier, 
about the podcast I was listening to where the guest also had a podcast. And after providing lots of value during the podcast, he said, oh, yeah, if you like this podcast, you'll probably like my podcast. Here's the name of it. And, you know, I was literally in my phone typing away, searching it. I was like, yeah, this looks interesting. And I've downloaded about 10 episodes. I've listened to about half of those and I'll continue listening to that show. Now, um, like for myself, I put it on Spotify, Apple. Um, it's on Podbean, quite many places. Do, do you su suggest somebody doing this like new? Should they start with a video or just do an audio? Ooh, so I, I still do uh, audio only. Oh. And, uh, video adds a lot of complication as the host and, and as the guest, obviously, you know, you've got to comb your hair, you know, it's up before <laughs> this is like, oh, I've still got bed head here. I better comb my hair. That sort of thing. Uh, but editing is also so much more work with, with video. So if, for me, I've stuck with, with audio, but there are benefits to that video and the YouTube audience that mm -hmm. you can get. Um, so I guess it depends a lot on, on maybe the topic you're doing too. Uh, you know, traditionally podcasts were all audio. And right. now, of course, if you're listening on your Apple podcast app, it's all audio. I think really when the pandemic started and everyone got a Zoom account, that's where things changed. And I yes. think that's when people started recording video as well. They got more comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I'd say whatever you're most comfortable with, whatever you think will be best for your audience. And then are you willing to spend the time necessary to do video because it is a lot more work. It is more work. Now, if someone say starts both audio and video and then decide to switch, you think that's a good idea or, or decide, say, I'm not going to do video anymore and just as audio, is that a good idea or should they? Yeah. I mean, it, it, if you built up a huge YouTube audience, I wouldn't kill the video. Right. But if, uh, if you're finding that most of your subscribers come through a typical podcast app where they're just listening then I wouldn't worry too much about losing the video. And you can always publish an audio only podcast to YouTube, um, which is something we do for, <clears throat> for my wife's podcast. And I'm surprised at how many people listen that way because they're used to having a browser window open and they just keep it open, uh, you know, a tab open and they're listening to it in the background. And depending on your host, like with Libsyn, who's our host, we just kind of click a button and they automatically publish to YouTube each time. Um, so, you know, you're not getting the video there, but I feel like video too, unless you have a really dedicated audience, people aren't really watching the video, right? They might listen in the background. The typical YouTube video listener doesn't listen that long. They, they don't listen for 30 to 60 minutes to one video. It's two or three minutes. And so you need to think about, well, what kind of value am I trying to add from this? Are there just two talking heads on there like today? Mm -hmm. And then does my audience care about that? Do they like to see the person who's speaking or are they out for a jog and they're not watching anyway? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I did video because based on my clients, uh, they wanted to see right. the, the person. But right. I've noticed that... Uh, I'd say like 90% of my hits are all audio. Right, right. And so, so then you have to ask yourself, is the extra work worth the extra 10%, right? And so you know, that, that's, the, uh, uh, that, that's the question as a podcaster that you have to ask yourself. Yeah, because then I also have to get all dolled up and everything else. Well, in, in audio is so much easier to edit because video, like if, you, if, you, if I start saying, uh, uh, and you cut it out, you know, and technically you 
cut out the video, you know, it gets all jerky, right? Because it moves around on screen too. So, <laughs> um, so, you know, I think, I think a lot of people will post the full video and then they'll edit the audio part that goes out, right. uh, which is good, a, a good compromise, right? Mm -hmm. Now, last question. What do you do if, if somebody is actually very nervous about being interviewed? Does that, has that ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. I remember this one guest who was great during we had an initial conversation. He's fantastic. And then as soon as I hit record, he just went blank. Right. Oh, he, right. This was not comfortable uh -huh. with it. And um, or, or he kept rambling on. And, and that can be difficult. You know, as the interviewer, you really have to gain control of the interview. And, and sometimes if someone's rambling on, I find myself interrupting and saying, OK, it sounds like you're saying this. Is that correct? And that's where you can ask that close-ended question, that yes or no question, so they don't, well, yes, ramble on, you know, kind of thing. And so um, it, it can be difficult, but again, I, I would try to calm them down saying, hey, this isn't live, right? So anything you say here, we can fix if you aren't happy with how it turns out. Um, and then you can go through and do that editing process. And I've never had a case where I haven't been able to make the person sound pretty darn good after oh, the audio good. editing. Well, I say I say me, I outsource that, right? But <laughs> to an audio engineer, but um, to an editor, but that you know, I I think you can, especially with audio only video. Again, that's going to get more challenging, um, but I I think it's you can usually salvage the interview. Yeah, I I, I think so. I mean, I haven't had that happen yet. And I hope. Hopefully it doesn't happen. <laughs> Eventually it probably will. Probably will. Yeah, I think so. There are all these rites of passages to being a podcaster, like the time it doesn't record like it's supposed to. And you have to call the guest up and say, sorry. I had that happen once. I forgot to press the record button. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, been yeah. there. And uh, you, that or there's a technical glitch, right? And it's, it's a tough conversation to have afterwards. Yes, I know. But um Oh, so where can my listeners uh, get a hold of you and find sure. wonderful guests? Yeah, so I, I recommend you sign up at podcastguests.com. It's free. Um, and we'll start to send you our twice weekly emails with opportunities to be a guest on different shows. And then there are also opportunities to to uh, up, upgrade your profile, if you will, to have podcasters come to you. And if you're interested in being a guest on podcasts, I, I have a free guide at podcastguests.com slash guide. And it explains just in about five, six pages, mm -hmm. the process of becoming a guest on shows, what you need to do ahead of time, how to prepare and, and what to do after the show airs as well. Oh, great. Thank you so much. I, I'm so happy that I found you. I don't know how I found your 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 website, but it it was just there. So um, excellent. You know, excellent. probably um, the you know divided uh, guidance above. <laughs> so who knows? Again, it, it's podcastguest.com. Excellent. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much today for being for being my guest on on my show, and my you know, pleasure. thank you for listening. And again, a big thank you to Andrew and. I hope you heard what you needed to hear and decide maybe to start your own podcast or to be a guest on one, but make sure you visit podcastguest.com. So again, thank you for listening and uh, visit me at motivateyourlife.net and um, listen and please subscribe to this YouTube channel, The Spiritual Warrior Coach. And again, thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful week filled with love and with light, love.
Barbara.